Welcome to Just Another Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg. Today, we have uh, Ben McDonald of The Ad King. He's the VP of sales of his family-owned business. Uh, ben does marketing materials, promotional items, advertising, uh, but he's been a long, good, good, long friend of mine. And uh, he's been one of the first people that I met when I moved to Massachusetts a number of years ago that became a good friend of mine. So it's really nice to get him on. He was a last minute replacement, but it was very, very, very good. He was supposed to be on uh, later in November for the beginning of December, but we moved him up uh, to today. So I really hope you guys enjoy our conversation about advertising, marketing materials and promotional items, as well as how his business dealt with the COVID situation that we're in now. And then we just caught up a little bit about our, our, our pastimes and so on. But uh, Ben's a great uh, speaker, great talker, uh, great conversationalist. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And this is Ben McDonald of The Ad King having a conversation with me. Enjoy, guys. Hey Ben, how's it going? What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing excellent, man. I mean, we had a really good day today. I thought today would have been a little bit colder up here in Bangor, but it's a pretty nice day out right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Here was like any fall morning. It starts off chilly and then like hits like low 60s, mid 60s. So it's fine. I, if it was like I, this all year round, I'd be happy. Exactly. Well, that's what we have to move out of the state of Maine to get, or state of Maine, New England, to do that. Really, honestly, I know, right? but. But uh, I woke up yesterday morning and this morning around 7, and I look out the bedroom window, and I'm like, oh, look at the nice fog out there. I'm like, I'll go get my camera out, take a nice photo of the fall fog. And by the time I even get to my camera and, like, turn it on and go to look out the back window again, the fog's gone. It's, like, yeah. the perfect timing. I'm like, oh, they didn't want me to have a good photo of this, this yeah. fog. That's like me. I left my house. There was, like, Fog, no fog, and then I went in like a valley a little bit in on 495 in probably like Haverhill, Methuen, and I'm like, is that smoke? And then I like get them out, oh, no, it's just fog. So we were actually uh, we went to visit my parents in Connecticut mm-hmm. on October 2nd through the 4th. My dad's birthday was the second. We surprised him yeah. uh, down there, but we were driving through Lawrence area, and every time I bring my wife through that area. And like North Andover, Lawrence, Haverhill, Andover. I'm always like, and this is where I used to work. And she goes, I know we've been through here a hundred times. I'm like, yeah, but I miss it. <laughs> you know, that little 495 corridor there. Yeah. Orange Bridge where traffic just comes to a halt for no reason whatsoever. Well, that's the thing. We left Friday morning and got, we were in Haverhill area. We went to the Haverhill Target, the one. Oh, that's right. The old, yeah. By the old Lowe's or whatever. Now it's like some sort of other thing, but like. Yeah, we, we went to Papaginos because I wanted to get Papaginos. I just yeah. have we don't have that up here, so I was like, oh, yeah, oh, I'll get Papaginos. One thirteen there, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got off there, uh, I was like, oh, I'm gonna run into someone every single time we go somewhere up here. Yeah, Taylor always says she goes, you're gonna run into someone you know, and I'm like, stop it, get out of town. And she's like, no, you're going to. We went hiking in uh, Camden, Maine. We're in the middle of the woods on this hiking trail, and I'm walking down, and someone goes to pass us, and like, "Hey, Justin!" And she goes, yeah. "You're in the middle of nowhere. You know someone." Yeah. So well, I was expecting to be in Target on a Friday afternoon and run into you or Javier yeah. or someone that I knew. That's um, how it is here. Like between my business, like, and just the fact that I've, I'm third, fourth generation in this area, it's just like 
every time there's somebody I know, even like with my business more, like I'll go down to like Boston and I'll see somebody I know or whatever. And my wife will just be like, really? I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you. So speaking about Boston and your, uh, your business, the ad King, I, every once in a while, the time hop on Facebook comes back up when you invited me to that dinner or to the cocktails outside oh, of Fenway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we that was pretty cool. I mean, not this year, but we still, that, that organization, which actually I was just nominated to be a board member on, they still have that every year. So, you know, it, I haven't gone the past couple of years, but I think as a board member now, I'm going to have to go, which is fine. Well, I mean, this year probably didn't happen because of oh, yeah, no, COVID. <laughs> nothing really happened this year. So, but we, uh, it was funny because I, uh, two weeks ago, my guest was Ben Sprague, who was the, um, uh, he's a city council member in Bangor, but he used to give the tours to Fenway Park. And oh, okay. so it's like, it's now consistent every other week. I'm just going to talk about something to do with Fenway Park and the Red Sox and some sort of memory I had. <laughs> Better memories than we've been having as Red Sox fans lately. So I know, right? Whatever. But, I, I honest, I can honestly say I think, and I'm a diehard Red Sox fan, but I think I watched like three games this season. They were just so bad. And like a I've lot been more players, into the basketball anyway. I mean, I think like the basketball seemed like it was kind of cool when they did the bubble. It was kind of a cool thing to watch. I don't know. Something about baseball stands with nobody in them look kind of funny. Even football's done a good job because, like, I honestly, like, you can watch a game and you hear the crowd noise and you watch the game. After, like, the first few minutes, you think people are there until they, like, zoom out and you're like, oh, wait, there's actually nobody there. So they. Oh, wait, done, it's just a Jaguars them. game. Yeah. Right? I mean, <laughs> well, it's funny. It's like this is no different for the Cleveland Indians right now because no one ever goes to their games yeah, anyway. Or, like, the Kansas City Royals, <laughs> even Tampa Bay. The Rays, when they – well, they're in the World Series now, but when yep. they were in the World Series before, it was like nobody would go there. My aunt and uncle, they went – they were in vi uh, vacationing in Florida. They went to a Tampa Bay Red Sox game in the Pedro days, saw Pedro pitch through like a two-hitter and sat like front row seat and got both tickets for like 80 bucks. It was crazy. And that's the thing. I think I got, I went there once when I was visiting uh, uh, with an ex-girlfriend. This is back when I first moved to Massachusetts, before I even met you. Uh, we, um, the, her family lived in, her like cousins or whatever lived in Florida. So we went to a game and they did the, it was carpooling there. If you carpool, you parked for free yep. because they're like trying to save on parking, obviously. But we bought like nosebleed tickets. The guy at the ticket booth was like, no, buy nosebleed tickets and then just sneak up front yeah. because it was like, eight bucks for tickets yeah. and we sat in the space where they serve beer to you because you know in other stadiums other than Fenway most of the stadium gets beer served to the to you um but I think we paid nine bucks to get like 10 rows back and then it was like nine bucks for a beer so it was like almost the, the equal amount yeah. for what we paid for our seats for what our drink cost uh right. but yeah it was empty there it was there's nobody there even when they're good it's empty there I guess I've never been but my aunt and uncle said like you leave the arena area and it's like, it's an area of Tampa you don't want to be in. So I think that probably plays a part in it, but you know. One of these days, I mean, maybe if they win the world series this year, they'll, uh, someone will actually eventually give them something good down in Florida, but they play in a really crappy stadium in a crappy area. So that doesn't help. Just everything about it. I mean, it's Tampa too. Like, <laughs> like not, nothing's good in Tampa really. No. <laughs> <laughs> But Ben here uh, works at the Ad King um, in uh, North Andover now. You, you yep. guys were you were in you were always in North Andover. Or were you we're, actually in Andover? As long as I've been doing, it, we've always been in North Andover. I mean, actually, because okay. I'm third generation to do yeah. it. 
we used to be in Andover, but but since I've been born, it's always been North okay. Andover. But you're at your second spot in North Andover because when I first met you, you guys were in a different spot. Then you moved to your current yep. spot, yep. Uh, which I've actually never was at the first spot, but I've been at your new spot a couple of times. Yeah, right um, ninety-five. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Very easy to get in and out of, but um, it must have been a difficult time right now for what in your industry since the beginning of COVID because of things of being. I mean, it's promotional materials promoting yep. things that you know usually what's like giveaway at events and and, yep. and conferences and things like that uh what have you guys been doing to try to do something different anything crazy or so in the beginning of all this like everything shut down i mean you know and then kind of like the when the masks and everything came out like we we had very few ways to get masks and so it was like all right, you have to order, but I don't know if I can get them for you. Or like I could look yesterday, you know, today and they'd have 10,000. And then by five o'clock that night, they'd have none. And, and so it was hard mixed with, I think people in the beginning of this whole thing thought it was going to just kind of run its course. And so nobody wanted to invest the money in that type of stuff. And then in the last month I've sold, actually today, I just sold like my 12th order of masks in like, three weeks because I think people realize that it's mass or the new norm and uh, mixed with now I have more options, better inventory, things like that. So the two things have kind of helped, not that, trust me, I don't want COVID at all, but for my business, it's, it's helped a little bit now that I have more options and, and people are realizing this is something, at least the masks are here to stay. And uh so it was just, it was really just trying to wade the waters of this whole thing and kind of figure out what both from my business and also from my customers, just trying to figure out like what the plans are, what's going to happen. We had a lot of people who are actually celebrating like big anniversaries of their businesses. So like what they were buying still happened, but it, they, they had to change kind of what they were doing. And we do a lot of golf tournaments in the summer. And so like things like all of a sudden, instead of giving out polo and a sleeve of balls, they were giving out masks and, and all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, it was a lot of, we did all right. And actually in New England, in my business, we're still doing better than a lot of people in my business. So knock on wood, that's great. Um, it's really just about adapting and, you know, learning, learning about PPE and all that stuff. And like, cause a lot of my, most of my customers are Maine, New Hampshire and uh, Mass. So learning about the laws and regulations and all those things to help my customers better figure out what to do. So, I mean, in, a, in a, outside COVID time, but in, in a sense, I mean, obviously I know you, I've known you for years, so I know what you do for a living. So when I need something, I contact you. I don't usually contact you and say, what do you have that can help promote my company? Is that how it normally works? Someone sees the ad king and they call you and like, what do you have promotional for me? Or is someone, someone looking for something particular? Like, are they looking for a, uh, you know, a, mouse pad or something like that and then you tell them what you have for options or is it more you give them a slate of what they have for options in random it's honestly both so we have people who know i want um i want a a pen because pens are still big in my business and i know i want to spend this much and i need this many so then i i can wrangle up however many pens that takes to show them something i have people who have no idea what they want. They just have a budget. And so that is where I kind of help in terms of I can pick from all the areas of what I sell and kind of give them a, a wide variety. And then I have people who know, Hey, I used to buy this exact item number from this guy. This is what I want. And so just do it. So I have a good kind of 
re- uh, a wide kind of gate of what people want and not everyone's the same, which is nice. It keeps me on my toes a little bit. So, I mean, I know I've contacted you about um, a couple of things. When I worked for Downey's Toyota, we got those yep. thumb drives that were the keychains that look like keys. Yep. Uh, I know I got, uh, we got um, koozies last year for yep. our brewing company. Um, but like I was mentioning before we started recording was that um, the new company I'm a part of, a board of Maine, we're going to be doing these promotional things here and there when we can do events and stuff. And we did fly swatters last year, but like that's sort of random thing. I would never just be like, hey, so I might be contacting Ben and being like, hey, man, what are some cool, sweet ideas or something that don't cost a lot of money? Is there ever a time where you go, oh, my God, I can't believe we carry these things? Like you must have millions of products you can choose from. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing this almost 14 years now. And yeah, I mean, the way I tell people is anything you can put your logo on, we can get like so much. So like condoms, even yeah. like not the condom itself, but like the <laughs> wrapper, you know, um, I, in 14 years, I've never sold an order of those, yes. but those do exist because, you know, the college market, the health market, you know, those are, are things that you're like, I remember going to like, the college like health center and seeing like the box account and it's just kind of like oh yeah like that's something you know so yeah no nothing surprises me anymore um it's crazy sometimes when someone says oh i want this and then i look for that and then i go down a rabbit hole and find other things it's you know it it's never it never ceases to amaze you know that's pretty crazy but i mean so you've had i mean you've been it for 14 years but you're who started the company so a guy, so since it's been in my family, my grandfather okay. started, but okay. he bought it from somebody else. Um, so yeah, but it's been in my family since 1974. And then your grandfather, and then your dad, um, and my and uncle. Your uncle. And now um, my, my dad passed, and then it's my uncle and me now. So uh, how many years has it been since your dad passed again? I forget. Uh, now. This December will be. It's got to be nine. like eight, nine, nine, six. So it got to be yeah. eight or nine because I started at uh, FCC set in, uh, in 2009. And I was there for seven years. So it had to be somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah wow, time flies, man. Jeez, I crow. Know. Yeah, time flies. So, wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. December 2011. So, because how old's your daughter now? She's five. Jeez, I'm crow, man. So, and we have one on the way. Yeah, so you have one on the way. So, yeah, that's pretty uh, – well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. But that's pretty crazy. Time flies. I mean, I talked to Javier a couple of weeks ago, too, one of our yep. mutual friends, and it's just crazy to think about how long I've been up here. I mean, this February, I'll be at Orono Brewing Company for four years. Wow, that's and crazy. I was with another company for nine months prior to that. So it's been almost five years. It'll be five years in May yep. since I moved back to Maine. And it's just, it baffles me that it, like, it's been that long. Like, it's like. You get in your rhythm and, like, things just, all of a sudden you blink. And it's, like, my my daughter, it's like, I feel like we were bringing her home from the NICU, you know, and all of a sudden she just celebrated the, her fifth birthday. So it's crazy how just, you you get in that groove of your life and the things and, and all of a sudden it's time flies. Well, I mean, I don't, I've never even met your daughter. That's the t- crazy thing about it in the sense that we, it was almost, I mean, you said your daughter's five, but it was like, we were, I was in the craziness of moving and stuff like that. And I probably met her as a baby, but like not as an actual, like person. A, a, a person. You know what I mean? Like I say, obviously we know it's a person's a person, but like yeah. the idea where I can be like, Hey, how are you? And they say, Hey, how are you back? Is that aspect. I mean, I just saw a picture of Noli, um, Mandy's yeah. daughter. 
painting on a, a storefront and I was just like, no way, that's not her. That's that's yeah. no way. And like, like Katie's in middle school and like, yeah, it's like, crazy. Jesus, and all of these people were throwing names out there. People who might listen to this um, don't know who we're talking about, but yeah. I mean, it's a little reminiscent here right now. But um, it's just crazy. I mean, this year, like we mentioned about, you know, March, there's times where I'm like, March felt like it was yesterday. <laughs> and then there's other times where March feels like it was four years ago. Like this, depending on what you're doing, and where yep. you are and what you're actually like, you're thinking about, like you blink and 2020 went by like a rocket. Oh yeah. You know, and I, then there's times where you're just my, like, yeah, was yesterday, you know, but yeah, for my personal life and my business, it's just crazy how it's already October. And like, and I think, I think that's true even without COVID, but with COVID, I think it just made it even crazier how fast time goes, you know? So did you go into the office? Have you been like every day since the beginning? Are you, are you working from home sometimes? Uh, in the very beginning, I was pretty much working from home. Um, you know, in mass, they had like the full, like non-essential people, but with a small business like ours, like nobody's going to check on us. No. Uh, so we'd come in, you know, check the mail, do things that just had to be done at, at the office. Um, but like, no, I, I went out when all this happened, I realized I, you know, we didn't know what was going on. I went out and just bought a lap top like a better laptop than I had because I have like desktops in my office so I needed something a little bit better than some cheap piece of crap I've always had and like bought a printer and we you know we kind of did a makeshift office in the house in the house and so but no in the last two months I, I'm back every day um, you know my hours are different you know I still get here every day at the same time but sometimes I leave at one sometimes I leave at 11 some days like the other day I was here till like 5 30 so I mean it, it kind of depends on my day for the most part now so it's pretty crazy it's, it's crazy to talk to people in different industries because obviously we there's you deal with every industry if you think about it like you're there's you're in your own industry of advertising and promotional materials but like you deal with all industries like you said the golf tournament so you like or a brewing company you did koozies and so on but like it's interesting talking to people in different industries and how it's been effective to them um and you're obviously a small business it's not like you guys are this multi-million dollar company that is uh you know with 150 employees and so on i mean how many people do work for the ad king three me my uncle and my aunt and it's just the three of us so it's my in of the three of us it's just really my uncle doing sales and he's semi-retired because he's almost he'll be 70 i think this december so it's really just me doing 90 percent of the sales my uncle is 10 and then my aunt's our office manager so she does all the billing and and all the crap work that i call it you know and um mm. but even that i mean i balance our checkbook i do all so i mean in a small business you know, these big multi, even in my business, the big multi-million dollar companies, they have their own finance department, their own, you know, whereas us, we do it all. So, you know, I was just, I was written up in this regional promotional products magazine thing. Um, and they asked like, what's your day look like? And for some of these bigger companies, it's like, oh, if you're just sales, you just, but for me, I was like, ah, it really changes day to day. Like I wear my, you know, accountant hat to keep our account happy a sale you know artist because i do you know we have graphic artists that we contract out but anything little like i i know enough to mm -hmm. make you know adjustments or whatever so it's really dependent on like every day is that even i wouldn't even say every day is different every hour is different you know like just today i designed three things uh three 
I didn't fully design them, but I like, I added words and stuff. And then I did a couple layouts and then I did some accounting all in, all in a matter of two and a half hours, you know? Um, if someone calls, do you like pick the phone up and go, Oh, you want the accounting department? Please hold. And yeah. Then, I wish. Hello, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of what it is. It's like, if I'm on the phone, like talking to a customer and then our accountant calls or whatever, it's like, I, my mind has to shift from, all right, I'm trying to sell this guy t-shirts to, Oh, the general ledger's messed up, you know, whatever it is, you know? And so it's, it's hard sometimes to do that. So. And so you said pens, it's pens, like the number one thing, like a hundred percent number one thing, or is it like not anymore? I mean, it's still, so our business, a lot of people in our business, they either do the clothing end of it, like embroidery, silk screening, t-shirts, hats, all that stuff, or the hard goods, which are the pens, the mouse pads, the USBs, the, you know, anything tech related. And so a lot of people, they do one or the other and maybe dabble in one, but really for us, it's an actual even 50, 50 split. So, um, we, so I would say like pens aren't necessarily the number one seller anymore, but on the hard goods side of it, it probably, if I had to put a number on it, it would probably about 10% of our hard goods business. So, it, I mean, we still, you know, just today I sold 15,000 pens. So, I mean, um, it's still a big thing. The tech items now are really what's hot. Uh, you know, the face mask with the PPE and the hand sanitizer. I mean, hand sanitizer has always been something that's been popular, but this year there's actually like a shortage. Mm. Um, and it kind of goes even now, what are we seven months into COVID about yeah. give or take like every, like if I give you a price on hand sanitizer right now, and you call me back in four hours, the hand sanitizer I just showed you could be gone. And so it's really, that's what's been the struggle with my business is trying to like, normally I could get, oh yeah, hand sanitizer. And a week later, they still have plenty. Now it's like, it's almost an hour by hour kind of thing. So, you know, I have to spend a lot of time on my phone checking stock and all my reps that, you know, I sell their products. I have their phone number. So I just text them, hey, what's this looking like? And they can, you know, but whereas, and seven months ago, that wasn't really a big part of my everyday business. Every, if I gave you a quote, that was good for, unless it was like a clearance item or something, but yep. now it's, it's a lot of that, you know, just having to be, I never give out a quote. I, or if I give out a quote, I just say, Hey, this, I would act fast and I don't like being pushy. That's not how we do our business. Um, but when it comes to the PPE stuff, like I have to be pushy and, um, Norm, and it's it less was, about you making money off of it. It's more about making a decision because you could, it could, you could, the customer could be upset because they don't have what they want. Exactly. And, and most 90% of my customers, when it comes to that end of my business, the PPE stuff, they get it. Um, so they, they're usually pretty quick to act. Um, and then the other stuff I sell, like even t-shirts, I sell a ton of t-shirts and right now t-shirts are even hard to come by. Like, because everybody in that industry stopped making t-shirts and we're making masks and so now all that inventory has been depleted and so it's like the other day i i had a small 50 piece t-shirt order i had to get it from five different ma uh, not manufacturers but five different warehouses to complete my 50 piece order um so it's it's a lot of that and that's all the the inside baseball kind of if you want to call it mm -hmm. of people don't realize that like you place a 50 piece t-shirt order i've had to go to five different places to get that get done. It, yeah. But at the end of the day, they get their product and they're happy and that's all I care about. So, 
And in Maine, I mean, there's a company that we get a lot of our merchandise through from for T-shirts and hats and stuff like that called 320 Inc. out of Westbrook. They um, were doing like fundraisers with T-shirts too. So it's like yeah. they did a, you know, pre-sell T-shirts and then they then they placed the orders and so on. They were dealing with a lot of – they also switched over to doing masks. But it's like yeah. the way that the industries have morphed, like they didn't have a direct-to-garment printer uh, to do like all-over prints and stuff like that. But yep. they bought one during this t- last seven months because they go, okay, now we have a need for this. Yep. We can p- pretty much pay the machine off like that with selling things. And then we have this piece of machinery to do that in the future. So yep. it's pretty cool how that changed like that. Like, uh, did you have any issues with, like you said, t-shirts, but like, I mean, promotional materials, a lot of that stuff, there is stuff that's made overseas. Did you have any like shipping issues with that stuff or was it mainly like? Yeah, we had a lot of shipping um, in the, more in the beginning. Um, anything coming by you know crater uh or by boat i should say we're getting held up in dock and and things like that where it was just like yeah the inventory is sitting in california but it could take like if they found one thing that was connected um especially in the beginning to where covid started because that's a big manufacturing city in china it was held up and it you had no idea how long it was going to be held up for. And, you know, we, some of the stuff, like if I had an order, like I could air it in and kind of bypass, you know, the ports and everything, but then you're talking, you're adding two to $3, you know, on a, on a $2 item to add $2. It's kind of crazy. And some customers, they don't mind paying that. And others are like, all right, well, what else do you got for me? Cause I, I, I need something, but I can't wait that long and I can't afford to air it in. So um, it's been a, every day is a little different. <laughs> As I say, it must, it's just crazy. Like I said, we, we even talked a lot about, I mean, obviously we talked what we're doing business and yeah. I'm trying to get the best price possible and you're trying to do your job and all that stuff. But just, you know, when I start talking, I order things where it's like, Hey, you ordered it from China and like, it's been two months and I haven't gotten it yet. It's like, no, no, no. We promise you it's in the mail. Yeah. It's just being held up because they're not doing as many shipments and, you know, the ports and all this sort of stuff. Um, but I mean, like, you know, as much stuff as you'd like to do locally in the United States, let's be honest, in the promotional material advertising industry, a lot of that stuff is made in China. So yeah, a lot, it, we had a lot of our manufacturers actually open up manufacturing facilities in other countries just to try to, to get around that. And then also with the tariffs and all that, that happened pre COVID it, it, it was forcing them to do it anyways. And then when COVID hit, it was like, all right, we really need to do this. Cause you know, cause China for so long was on like the, you know, a red flag list, if you want to call it that for the fact that all these products, they didn't know if they were safe or whatever. And so it forced a lot of people to open up in countries that were considered um, clear or not even yeah. from COVID, but just from like the tariffs and all that stuff. And um so yeah, I mean, our business was really changing pre-COVID, and then when COVID hit, it just it changed it even more. And I think that's what made it hard too, is it was changing with the tariffs, and then you put a you know a uh, a pandemic on it, and it just people that were in mid-change are now like trying to change mid. It was just it was one just big cluster that it's now settling down, but it was it was tough in the beginning. So. Uh, you have it's campaign season. Do you do a lot of campaign stuff too, or are you no? We try really? not. To. We do, do you try support? not to because of not trying to pick a side or doing like that, or just just because it's not part of your industry. Um, like, 
a little bit of both. We do some like local elections, like selectmen, school mm-hmm. committee people. But the problem is with that is, so like if you if you're a new customer with me, I never ask for money up front. It's you're automatically set up. But with um, politics, we ask for money up front because back in the day we got burned a few times where the candidate lost and then didn't pay us. And we had to take them like court and all this stuff to get paid. Um, but a lot of the campaigns don't want to pay up front. And so it's like, well, no, because if you lose, I need to, not my problem, you lost. I just provided the signage, you know, but I still need to get paid. And so we will do it. I mean, like I said, we do local ones, but we, we don't necessarily promote that we do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it makes sense. Cause I mean, if you don't win, then what's your, like, if you're not, I mean, unless you're looking to run again the next year, yeah, you're just another person. You're not, yeah, a business. Yeah. I spent which, five you grand know. and I lost, and like now I don't want to spend the pay the five grand. Yeah. You know? so it's not, it, most of our yard signs that we do are all like asphalt and construction companies, which so. those are fine. So, but you know, we we try to stay out of it as much as we can. Um, that's I mean, and that's a good thing too. I mean, it's 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 also good not to be like, oh, Ad King printed this sign and this sign and this sign. It's also another thing. It's like trying to stay out of the middle and be in the middle. <laughs> Just don't do it as much as you can. And if you like local people, like city council, yeah. they're bipartisan people anyway, usually. So it doesn't yeah. really matter, but you know. Yeah, we, I mean, like I said, I hate to turn away business. It's one of those things, like if someone were to come to my office and say, hey, I need this, will you do it? I'm going to say yes, because I'm not going to turn away an order. But it's also not something I'm like, hey, you're running for selectman or congress whatever come to the ad it's one of those i'll take the business but i'm not gonna push it um it's just not i'm sure it could be worth it financially but it just the hassle of chasing money is not one that i try to do as much as i can i was just looking at your website um did you guys do something for rally america or is it someone did something the the rally that happens in new hampshire the rally car racing we did so our website i would love and our yeah. website's like through our organization because to update our website with all of like our top suppliers yeah. would just it would cost so much money. So we they like provide that. And the upside to it is anybody can see everything I sell. The downside to it is everybody can see everything I sell. <laughs> you know, we have people who I went on your website and this, that, and the way I tell people is our website's great if you have no idea what you want. Cause yeah. it'll give you but if you say, oh, I, I, I know I want a, you know, a moisture wicking polo and I have this to spend, contact me directly because then I can narrow it down to like five, ten options for you, you know. And so you're not, you're not being bombarded. And then I know it's something that I do business with somebody or whatever. So and it, it, it makes sense, like you're saying. I mean, obviously, I did websites and stuff like that yeah. for a living as well. So I, I understand. Like, it, there was no way I'd want to undertake putting all those products on there and so on. Um, and it's the same thing. Like we do um, e-grandstand uh, or e-grand, that's their website. Grandstand is a company out in the Midwest. They do a lot of our growlers, like the glass growlers and stuff like that. And they do merch, the t-shirts and stuff like that too. But like they just, whenever they make a growler for someone, if it's a cool logo, they put that as the featured image on their website. They could have printed that growler once for a company that doesn't exist anymore. Yep. It just happens to be a good, good filler photo for that section. So I just saw it when I was looking at it and I love rally America. So I was just like, Oh, it'd be interesting. Someone probably up in Northern New Hampshire or somewhere in Maine did it for them. Part of the same organization I'm part of. Um, Yeah, no, it would be, 
I, I've looked into it and it, the, the monthly cost is just no offense to like people like you who do oh, with oh, it. Yeah. It's just like for a small business that we we're like, we, we would have to do so. And we, the other thing is we don't get a lot of website based business. It's all word of mouth people who've just been doing business with us for years. And um, we grow our, we've tended to grow our business from word of mouth because our customer service tends to be pretty good and um, maybe better than most, you know, but um, whereas our website, we might get two, three a year. And it's not even orders. It's just, Hey, I'm looking for this. Can you help me out? You know? Um, So it, between the fact of what it costs and the fact that we don't get enough business from it where I mean, we are at now, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, if it costs you for some reason, cause it's just a random price. So it costs you 40 grand a year to do a website. Wouldn't you rather hire someone for 40 grand a year to sell for you and make more money from you? I mean, yeah, exactly. it makes sense. Like it's going to get you more than one or two leads a year by hiring a full-time person to do yeah. that job for you. So it doesn't make sense. Yeah, because I get crap all the time. Like, you should have a better website. I'm like, well, do you want to fork over the money it's going to cost every year to do it and see what happens, you know? So uh, so that 75-cent pen just costs you $4 because exactly. they're on a website now, yeah. Exactly. So. Um, and there are the websites out there like that 4imprint, you uh-huh. know, that all – but if you call – I actually had a customer who, oh, I tried 4imprint, but I couldn't talk to anybody. And they that drove them away from it because they're strictly – internet um mm-hmm. where whereas me if i get a request about a product i i get it popped up in my email but then i will call that person or email that person direct and people people tend to like that a little bit more um sometimes they don't pe- we have people who only email me and they don't want to talk to me which is fine um but we find just that personal touch adds a lot and and the thing too is per, the personal touch doesn't cost anything you know yes well i mean so. you guys make the same money a year right their revenue was 861 million dollars last oh, year yeah. That, definitely. yeah definitely okay. um no but uh they were actually founded after you as well so 1985 yeah but um no but it makes sense because we were with at, at orno brewing company we had a company that did our labels that was in ohio so our beer labels came from ohio this label came from ohio um, but this label came from Amherst, New Hampshire, or uh, sorry, Milford, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. uh, at Amherst labels. Um, the difference to me was they were, the, the price is roughly the same. Obviously shipping was cheaper because it's from New Hampshire, not yeah. from Ohio. Um, but in the overall scheme of things, it was roughly the same cost. I had a guy that called me, was willing to come visit me, was willing to talk to me even via email. I feel like I had that personal touch. The, Ohio person, I could contact them on the phone. They did email me back and forth. They're never going to come here because it's too far for them to visit. And, um, but I felt like I only got through the queue and then, okay, this person, Megan was my sales rep, but really she was just taking the orders, typing them in, sending them over to the design team to to go over my designs, whatever. This guy, Nicholas at Amherst label was a guy who was like, no, calling me on the phone. Can I set up a meeting? I'm going to be in Maine. On, I'm going to be in Westbrook, Maine on Friday. I know it's a couple hour drive up to you, but I want to come see you. And that made a huge difference to me on the labels. Like, okay, we did save, not save, we saved money on shipping. So that was the biggest savings, but that personal touch does make a difference to me. It feels like I matter as a person. And I'm not just putting into a queue and I talk to the next sales rep that's there. And it sounds like at least for you guys, it's like 
you really don't have an option. It's either your uncle or you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't have that next sales rep. It's like you get that personal touch from you. Um, and that's yeah. a big difference. And the thing too is like my my grandfather, he his big thing was customer service and treating customers like friends. And even with this whole COVID thing, like I would just email customers or call them just to say, Hey, check in, you know, and we've, I've actually found that by doing that, it's actually led to orders. Cause it, when I would call, it was never about, Hey, like I have this shirt on sale or this mask, or it was just like, Hey, how you doing? How's your family? You guys stay insane, whatever it was. And now five, six months after those phone calls, they're calling me saying, Hey, we're getting back into things. I need this. I need that. I need, you know, and, and we find that that, that plays a bigger role in our business than, you know, we're, I mean, we tend to be the cheapest anyways, because we've been around so long, we can, we get better pricing than some, but that even when we're a little bit more money, that personal touch is worth that little bit of extra money to them. I'm always for that. I mean, when you work for the company, like the size of my company that or in our brewing company, we're not multi-million dollar, you know, we're not profiting that much money a year. But like, my point would be is like, we work for a company of that size. We have that opportunity to choose between pennies or customer service. Yeah. Like I can choose between 10 cents a label or 11 cents a label but then I get the customer service. And if I'm in a stupid bind that something happened and I can't believe it's this late in the game, and I'm trying to get this label printed that this person is actually going to listen to me and try their best to do something for me. And then the other side of it, they dealt with two COVID cases at their printing facility. And they came to me and was like, I know you ordered these four different labels. When do you really need them by? He's like, I'll give them a date when I need them by, but you know, let's be honest. It's I probably need the first level by that date. The rest of them can come whenever. And so I emailed them back and said, No, I'll work with you. Because you've been working with me, you yeah. had that human touch. I'm gonna work with you. Yeah. The place out in Ohio, it's like, no, period. This is how long it takes, no matter what. Yeah. It doesn't matter. This is what they're doing. And so there's a difference in that aspect of it. It's like you might say, Hey, this time I'd really like to make that extra 10 cents a pen. But you know what? I know I'll get it from you next time. And yep. you'll do that whole thing. But that's that personal touch. Yep. For Imprint or these online companies are just, they're, they're, there's a set of guidelines their sales reps have. And they have to go down that and do the same thing over and over and over again. Whereas someone who has a personal touch to it, someone you can actually talk to, can say, yeah, you know what? I might lose a little bit of money on this one, but I know in my mind, you might not say it out loud, <laughs> but I know in my mind, I'll get it back from them later with something else. And I mean I mean, just today I had a customer order a hundred dollars worth of business cards and the color was printed wrong. And instead of being like, Hey, can you take these for half price or whatever it was? I literally went to the guy's house, which was 20 minutes from my office, picked up the bad ones so I could see exactly what was wrong with them. And he gave me one of the good ones. And so I brought them back to my, so it was a 40 minute round trip and I'm going to fix them to him for no additional charge to him, but also I went to his house to pick them up and those four imprints and stuff. It's like, all right, send them back to me at your cost or, you know, sorry, you know, will you take 50% or, you know, cause a hundred dollar order really for me to drive 40 minutes around trip wasn't worth my time, but it's been a customer that he doesn't buy a lot, but he, every couple of years he drops two grand at a time. And, but it's been every year since I think 2006. So that 40 minute ride is going to pay off over time. 
and, and you're looking and you're in a business of long game. It's not like, yes, obviously you got to pay the bills tomorrow, but like, it's a long-term thing in this. Like you said, you don't have a lot of leads from your website. You have a lot of return business or word of mouth. And that person is going to say to a friend of theirs and they're looking to get business cards printed or pens made up that one of the guys, one of the three people that work in the office <laughs> took time out of their day to drive 40 minutes round trip to pick this up and talk to me in person and so on, yeah. uh, which is going to make a huge difference. Again, it may cost them $90 to order it online, but that wouldn't have been the same. In the long run, it could have cost them more money by time, the yeah. less, less personal touch, the fix, all that stuff too. So it, it, is, it does make a sense. And it, like I said, the localness of it, you being in New England and people wanting to talk to someone, there's some times where you're just like, I don't know what you want. Why don't you swing by the office or I'll swing by you and I'll bring five pens for you to look at. Not very many companies are going to ship you five pens to sample. Yeah. And be like, hey, look at these pens, and then sit, mail them back to me, and we'll decide which ones you want. You know, Warby Parker, the, the glass company? Yeah, 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 They do the thing with the glasses, but that's one of the individual company that does glasses that do yeah. that for you. If I went to you and be like, hey, I'm looking for a pen, but I don't know what I want, you likely have a few samples in your office you can yeah. show me that I could swing by North Andover and be like, hey, man, what do you have for those pen options I want to look yeah. at? And you can show them and talk to them, and that's huge. It really is huge. Yeah. Yeah, we try, you know, that's – our biggest thing is customer service. And I mean, that's what's made us, you know, cause since 1970, there's been a bunch of economic downturns and, and that's what I think has made us be able to battle through them that and we're a small business. And so we don't have to, we don't have the overhead like others do, but that customer service just, it's what keeps bringing people back. And that's what, you know, I pride myself on or even, like at 10 o'clock at night. Cause I do deal with like nurses at like hospitals in Boston where that's when their shift is. So they'll email me at 10 o'clock at night and I might not be able to price out whatever they want, but I at least email them back to say, Hey, I got your email. I'll get back to you first thing tomorrow morning. And those, it took two minutes and it's just that, Hey, you saw this and you think, you know, you, you didn't just pass it off till tomorrow. Like, and we find that those are the things that have made us successful and also have made us kind of bounce back from economic downturns that happen, you know, so. And, and, and like, it's a lot of some things that my dad and I kind of argue about sometimes is my dad will be like with, with cars, like, hey, come, you know, when I was working for Downey Soda, he's like, that's a Japanese car company. I'm like, yeah, but the company that you're buying the car from in the United States has employees that yep. live and work in the United States. So when you buy that car, I understand where you're coming from, Dad. Buy from US, all that stuff. But you're 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 buying from someone that has to support their family in Bangor, where I was where I was where, where I was working. So that money is still staying mostly local. That person you bought off of is going to get a commission off that one sale. Is going to help a company, a person in that community. The same thing with you. I mean, you buy things from all over the country and all oh, yeah. over the world, but like. The money goes into your pocket at the Ad King, which then gets dispersed in the pay. And also, you're paying rent in North Andover, paying taxes in North Andover. You're doing, you, you bought your car in the area, all that mm -hmm. stuff. So, still that idea of buying local. If I were to buy from For Imprint, that money is going to some other state and some other region, unless obviously you live in that region, but that's a different story. But me ordering from, I consider, and it's something about maybe New Englanders as a whole, I feel like New England is local. <laughs> Like, I don't think that, I think Maine somewhat, but like New England is local. Like if I was to order something, I ordered from a company in Massachusetts recently for something else. And I was like, I kind of want to order from Maine, but I'm like, Massachusetts is not that far. 
Yeah. It's still New England. It's still we're still trying to keep it in the Northeast in that New England sphere, um, which is buying local. So when everybody says shop local, I consider me calling you at the Ad King yeah. local. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have three colleges up in Maine that I deal with, you know, and I'm up there all the time. I mean, you bought from Orono mm-hmm. Brewing, bought from me, and and um, sorry about that. It's That's my fine. Wife, and she's she's a busy texter. Um, but uh. Yes. I mean, in New Hampshire, our, one of our biggest customers is in New Hampshire. And, uh, and then we have a lot in mass. And, but I mean, we also, I just today got a new customer from Ohio, which bought something from me because they like something that they got from somebody on the Cape. And it's just, it, that's how, again, word of mouth. So that person liked whatever they bought from the gift store in the Cape, bought it home to Ohio and then there she's like, I really love this for my company. And they went out and bought the same exact thing. And by doing it through me, they know what I'm getting them is exactly what they got from the gift store in the Cape because that I sold to the Cape. So um, speaking of that, do you do a lot of people who resell or is it mostly, or is it a mixture between the two people who resell and people who give away? Uh, it's mainly people who give away. Um, okay. You know, we do have a few resale type things, but it's really just, um, it's mainly giveaway stuff, but you know, I have a couple barber shops that resell the stuff they buy from me and in that uh, restaurant slash gift plate store on the Cape. And, um, but you know, it's, it's mainly just giveaway stuff. I mean, um, we, we, and I consider ours in a sense giveaway. Like we bought those koozies from you. Yep. Excuse me. But in the same sense, we sold them basically for what we bought them for in a sense that what's cover the cost of what we paid for them, but really they're yep. promotional materials to give to people so that they're drinking their beers. Even yep. if they're not drinking one of our beers, it's in a cruise that has a right logo on it. Yeah, if anything, so. if some, they're not drinking your beer, they're still seeing Orno Brewing and yes. not whatever, you know, night shift or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, yeah, so I just, I didn't, know, I didn't know if that was like, I know you do, if you think of your company name, if someone says, what do you do? You do promotional products, right? It's yeah. the, it's what you do advertising and promotional products. Um, but the promotional doesn't always mean giveaway. It means that you're promoting your brand. So, yep. but, exactly. um, have you been playing golf lately? Yeah, I've actually been playing a ton of golf this year. Ah, come on. I only played once this year once. And that was my bachelor party. Yeah. I will say I didn't play any golf up until July. And then I was officiating a wedding and the morning of the wedding, we went out and played, and then I got the bug back, and then I I played like nine holes every week, you know. And uh, and then my boss, fun. my boss Abe played in a a, a golf tournament in um, Southern Maine to as a fundraiser because like as the Brewers Guild, uh, which is the organization that kind of like we're a part of, that's that's a big thing for them is live events, big events, beer beer festivals. I mean, you went to the Maine Brewers Guild Festival in Portland yeah. at one point where I ran into you. Um, that's how they pay for their 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 organization basically that and our dues but every year that's how they keep their finances in there and how we can help pay our uh, director and all that stuff is through these events so they weren't able to do those this year obviously because of covid so they did a golf tournament that's happening or happened this past week in um in uh southern maine and abe was playing and he's like dude do you play i'm like yeah you know i play he's like oh i want to play with you and i'm like oh, gosh <laughs> and now it's too freaking cold in maine to go golfing like if i put a tea time at eight o'clock nine o'clock in the morning i wouldn't be able to play till noon because of the frost, yeah, the frost delay and you know, and so but no i think next year i have to get back in there and i have to come down and play with you yeah, i think that'd be a late if I'm, up, if I'm up your way on business i'll you know we'll meet in the middle why don't we just like play a golf 
find some place to play golf in the middle of both there of us go. and we'll play golf next year. But the, I remember, I mean, one of the last weekends I was in uh, Massachusetts yeah, before I moved, at, uh, we played. Trollbrook in Tuxpray. Yeah, Trollbrook, yeah. I love that course. That was a fun course. A it's a unique course and it's easier in a sense, yeah. but not, but also more unique for an easier course, if that makes any sense. Like the course I would play down the street from my house, literally half mile from my house is a yeah. course. It's just flat. It's one lake, one little pond in the middle of one of them. It's yeah. a little bit of a dog led left on one of them, but most of them are just straight courses and yeah. or straight holes. Whereas Trollbrook had that little bit of like, there's the hills and the different dog legs and all that stuff, but it's still yeah, like not super hole, hard. The first hole is like the downhill dog leg left. And I remember like, weren't we playing with a couple guys that we didn't know? And like, two, one of them, yes, because we had to, because it was some sort of like backup on the tees. Yeah. We had to, yeah. I remember I was going to pull out the driver because most first holes, that's what you do. And all of a sudden, he pulled out an iron. I'm going, what the heck? And then he's like, oh, yeah, like, if you hit this dead straight with a driver, you're in the woods. And it's actually, like, you only have, like, 170 yards, so it takes, like, a sharp left-hand turn. I was like, oh, good to know. <laughs> I think well, I mean, when I, too, but. When, I, when I first moved back to Maine, um, my ex-father-in-law, he was a big golfer. So we used to go go. I had a, go I had a membership at a golf course up here. I was playing every freaking three days a week or whatever. Yeah. So my drive got better. My, you know, mid games got better a little bit, my iron game, but like it, my putting game still sucks. Uh, but then I didn't play for almost two years or a year and a yeah. half. And when we went, so I was like, you know, I got to play, like, I know COVID, all this other stuff. And, and, but I got to play the day. So the morning before my wedding, uh, my best man, and two of my groomsmen, uh, myself and my dad, all went golfing yep. at a place. My dad used to have a membership too when we used to live up in this area before I moved to Massachusetts. Um, and I had, I my drives weren't great, but my mid game was huge. It was just yep. like the irons. I don't know what happened. I, mean, I think I hit a seven iron on a par three and put it on the green. I don't think I've ever gotten that close to the hole. Yep. It was the first time I've ever birdied a hole. Nice. Uh, and I think I parred two other holes and I hadn't played in a year and a half. Yeah. I, I played a ton last year cause I played in like a league and stuff. And then this year, uh, the league was still going on, but I, cause I didn't know what was going on with COVID and my wife's job. So I, uh, I signed up as a alternate, but then cause of COVID like every year I played in this league, this would have been my fourth every year. There'd always be two alternates playing cause business trips, whatever. The one year I joined as an alternate because of COVID, nobody ever calls in to cancel. So I never got to play once. And then, like I said, I was, uh, I was officiating a wedding and I played and first shot in probably over a year. Like I hit it 270 right down the middle and the guys were playing. Cause I, they're like, Oh, do you play golf? I'm like, yeah, I play in a league, but I haven't played this year. I haven't even swung a club. Hit like 270. They're like, screw you. I'm like, I don't know what I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, it's like the guy who plays poker for the first time ever and wins yeah, the pot. Exactly. Like, <laughs> but no, golf. Golf is a game of consistency. So, like, once I started playing, I was getting back to my like low forties, you know, mm -hmm. high thirties, and so. But I haven't played in probably like a month now. You know, just so what we gotta do is, you and the wife and the kids have to come up and visit here. Yeah. And we'll play up here. And then I got to go down and play in the down there next summer. And then we got to play in the middle somewhere. We got to figure this out. We'll play three or four times next year. That's what we need to do. Auckland, Maine from you? It's an hour. Oh, okay. My hour brother lives in Auckland. 
Is he still at that restaurant? Is he at a restaurant there? Did I, what was up with your brother? He's doing. He's a chef, right? I mean, a chef in Boston, or he was in Boston, but he's at. Oh man, he had. Uh, he was on. Was he on? He was on Chopped, right? Was on Chopped. Was he working for the restaurant he's working for now? When he was on Chopped, no, he's at a no, different place so, now. Yeah, so that was the thing. Like his current restaurant had to put like an Instagram post, being like, "Our chef Alex McDonald's on Chopped," and he when they recorded he was formally at this other rest because like on the bottom like it said the restaurant and so they're his current restaurant was trying to like promote it but they yeah. are also promoting another restaurant because of it in boston um but no yeah he and those i'll tell you man he recorded that thing so it's been about a year since it aired but he recorded that thing two years prior and wow. he couldn't if he had won the 10 grand, they don't send the check until the show airs because they don't want you to be like, oh, where Alex this? Well, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden he's buying like a Rolex or something, you know. Um, so, I mean, he didn't win. But, yeah, so it was like two years because Chopped is their like most popular show. So they just – they record them nonstop and just kind of put them when out they can, yeah. when they need them. Or the only time they do special ones are like the – like summer ones, they have this new like chopped slash beat Bobby Flay thing. Um, so like those ones are meant, but any of the generic ones which he was in, it's just they record them and just put them out whenever it they want to. So, so according to Google Maps, it's about an hour and a half to Rockland from my okay. house. Not well, bad. If I ever go visit my brother, I'll have to. We'll have yeah. to meet or something. So. Well, you have to also come up and visit us because you got to stop by the brewery. I mean, you're a beer fan, so I think oh, you yeah. got to come up and check out the brewery and give us. I like that you guys are there now. Or yeah, well, here you go. Guess what? Little little inside information that's on this podcast. So it's not going to be very inside information, but we'll be in Massachusetts <laughs> before the end of the year. Nice. Yeah, because so. I live in Haverhill, and Plastow is like. Actually, I live on the border of Plastow and yeah. Haverhill. So I I go to Plast all the time, and I was in a. I was in a, a liquor store, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Hey, Orono Brewing!" So, so we'll be in uh, Massachusetts uh, in 2021, or sorry, the end of 2020, yep. um, and so that will give us Maine, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island, yeah. um, and then we're also in New York City, Western New York, Upstate New York, and I oh, and Arizona a little bit, but that's only because of something we do. We do. Uh, this thing called Tavor, which is a uh, company who ships beer to your house. Oh, but the okay. state of the state of Maine, it's illegal to ship beer, uh, so we send beer via the correct channels yeah. to the West Coast to Washington State. Washington State then sends it all over the country to the twenty-six states that you can send beer to, and because of that, their sister company is in Arizona. Okay. So because of that, it allows us to distribute in Arizona. So any beer that they want, they have it's a slow month. They send to Arizona, and then Arizona sells it to bars and restaurants and beer shops. I was going to say, you're skipping a lot of states there. So in that, because of that, but honestly, if you look at a lot of the way that we did it, I honestly think, and I don't know exact specifics behind it, but the idea that it's easier to get into the states that we're in. like So like Arizona, for example, it's very easy. You fill out a piece of paper, you can sell beer in Arizona, yeah. whereas Massachusetts is a lot more hoops to jump through and ABV testing and all this stuff. Like We can't just tell you. Hey, Massachusetts, our beer is 7.2% alcohol. They're like, no, we need to see an actual mathematical equation from a lab that says it's 7.2% alcohol. So, or within the realm, I think it's, you can be 0.2% off. And you probably pay like, for that, right? Yes, but. Taxes, man. 
so we're so that's the deal so we deal with it and so on so i think their first pickup is at the end of november um yeah. and then it'll be in like december area in the massachusetts but again you live in Haverhill, so it's right outside the, yeah. the border of hampshire you the, and you can get it there too so. like five minutes but we we're so when we opened Orono Brewing Company at 61 Marjorie Street, there was nine 30-barrel fermenters. So that's 270 barrels of beer space. We just added a 60 back this summer. So that, uh, that gave us, what's that? I said 270, so 330. In mid-November, I believe three more 60s are coming. So that's going to give us, what, <laughs> four, or 510, 520 wow. barrels of fermenting space. So we're we're going at it I tell you that much so massachusetts was we were waiting until we had the space to grow another state and massachusetts yeah. made sense so i remember when you started there it was like you guys were, we were really, tiny four yeah. barrel we had a four barrel system yeah that we could produce we had one two three four eight barrel fermenters we had 24 barrels of fermenting space yeah yeah i remember you got it was tiny and now all of a sudden you're popping up everywhere and yeah, one of our old system, one of our new fermenters in our new building could fit the entire old system in it, basically. Jeez. Yeah, so we're 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 having fun. Good I'll say that much. That's a good thing. Um, we're not going anywhere except yeah. for more states, obviously. Um, but how do you? I mean, Massachusetts. What, are you guys still pretty locked down, or what's the what's your guys' deal now? So Mass is kind of weird. So like, Governor Baker had like phase one, phase two, and it was mm -hmm. funny like so many people are giving them crap about it like because they just wanted to open up like open up the state open up the state but then like at one point massachusetts had like 0.1 percent or whatever however they yeah tally it and all of a sudden he looked like a genius and then they just did see if i can get this right they just did phase or part three of phase three like it was like <laughs> There were the phases and they're yeah. like the sub things and because there was a little bit of a spike in massachusetts they paused it and yeah. so like all it was was um 50 50 people in a restaurant um no bar sitting to now it's 40 percent capacity or 50 so it's like but that was all still part of like the general phase three yeah. and um but no i mean things are opening up you know, it's everywhere is opening up a little bit. It's just about being smart. Like I wish people weren't so dumb. Which is funny because I, I know, you know, I we're gonna share this with some people and obviously and so on. I'm not gonna call anybody out directly, but yeah. there's some people that I I followed obviously on Instagram and Facebook uh, for when I used to live in Massachusetts, and there's some people that I've had to mute because it's just I, I work in a different industry now and I work in an industry where it does affect us pretty well. But in the yeah. same sense all of my employees came back to work uh, voluntarily, basically. I mean, they could yeah. have stayed home for another week or two or a month or two and got paid unemployment and yeah. not been hurt. Some of my employees were making more money than I was as the manager during this time. Yeah. So uh, they could have chose, no, we want to come back. We're bored. We want to come back to work. Because they chose come, to come back to work, I want them to be as safe as possible. Yeah. And so yeah. If, it, if it means wearing face masks so you sit down, if it means only a certain number of people inside of a restaurant at a time, we have to pay bills. Yep. But honestly, what we ended up doing is we chose a different route. We used to close two days a week. So now we're open Wednesday through Sunday when we used to be open seven days a week. And mm -hmm. because of that, it's pushed a lot of the business into those five days. And we're doing okay. It's not an issue. People are wearing masks when they come. And if they don't, we have one for you. Wear it yep. to your table. Sit down. Take it off. Breathe some fresh air in. 
put it back on, go order your beer, come back, sit down, take it off. Yep. And, and it's made us feel, I mean, Taylor's high risk. So we don't go out often, but we went out to our friend's restaurant, Nocturnum in downtown Bangor last week. And it was great. We were all spaced apart. We walked in, we sat down, someone served us with a face mask on. We felt safe. It felt more normal. Yep. And if we just all do our part, then we'll get through this. And I think then we don't have to wear masks anymore. I it's think like, that's what it comes down to is just do your part. Like, like my wife, because she's pregnant, is high risk. Um, my daughter, even though kids don't seem to get it. I mean, kids get it, but not like adults do. But my daughter is high risk because she is because she was a preemie. And the reason she was uh, uh, in the NICU for 12 days was because of pulmonary reasons. So she's got asthma and she's got so like her pulmonologist was like, if a kid's going to get it, it's going to be your kid, you know. And so, you know, my my daughter, she she went back to school in July. Um, but up until then, she didn't go anywhere. Um, like we were talking about not even seeing my wife's parents because my mother lives in our in-law apartment but like three days prior to governor baker shutting down the state uh my father-in-law who's a contractor had our um bathroom dismantled because he was mm -hmm. redoing our bathroom so at that point my wife and i are like well it looks like we're gonna do this whole quarantine thing with my parents because we only have one bathroom and <laughs> we need this bed so like because him and my brother-in-law who work who works for him were at our house every day and we needed the bathroom done so we kind of did it together which was good because then we could get out of our house and go to their house and have dinner or they could you know so it broke it up a little bit um but yeah no those people i that you're mentioning i probably know who those people are and uh no i think it's just be smart like do your part and that's not even COVID. that's just in general like it's in general i mean I mean, let's think about this uh, in these Asian, these Asian countries, Japan, China, and stuff like that. You look at them and they've always, I've always laughed. And I'll be honest. I've laughed at them. Yeah. Why the hell are they wearing a face mask in this random ass time? It's because some cultures have been respectful to the point. Whereas I have a simple common cold Yeah. and I'm going to wear a face mask out in public so that I don't give it to you. Yeah. And that aspect of it is like as, as, as greedy, selfish Americans, we're just yep. like, no, screw you. I can't breathe in my mask. And yeah. da, 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 da. No, it's like, how about the fact that I don't want, if I happen to get it, and again, this is a weird ass virus. This is yep. so weird. I could get it and no one would know. Yeah. There's a chance that no one would ever know that I have it. So why don't I wear a mask when I go out? So just in case I have it, I don't give it to you and your yep. pregnant wife and your yep. kid and so on. So it's like, so yeah, so I work in an industry that I work front face with it. I mean, I am, I see people, hundreds of people, and I live in Maine, which right yep. now has seen a spike in tourists, a spike yep. in people trying to move here, a spike. This summer, people lived in Maine who had camps yep. because they wanted to get the hell out of Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, yep. Connecticut. They wanted to get out of New York, Pennsylvania, and they came and they lived up here this summer. Like they yep. had a camp or a family lived up here, and you can work remotely. So they worked in Maine and yep. I had people coming into my restaurant since July 1st when we opened back up with Pennsylvania plates and New Jersey plates and all this stuff. But I'm like, Oh gosh, man, they just came from New Jersey. They yep. came back here two months ago. So yep. like, I mean, they've been living in Maine this whole time because Maine's been safe. So yep. I deal with the front line of it. And I just sometimes looking at these people posting things and just like, it's nice for you to say that, but like, yep. it, it, it's, it's not as simple as stupid. Just, you know, we just had Mike Pence in, in, we literally got stuck in traffic when we went to the store this afternoon before we did yep. this podcast um, because Mike Pence was in Herman, which is okay. two towns over. 
So we were going to the uh, uh, Broadway, which is north um, from where we live, and we went to get on the highway. And right as we were trying to get on the highway, a cop car cut us off, basically, okay. and stopped us letting us get on the ramp because Mike Pence was going to come by uh, on the highway, which I understand. I mean, I yeah. had – and, you know, polit- politics aside, I had Dr. Biden, Joe Biden's wife, at yeah. my company. Um, and so we knew with the Secret Service thing and all that stuff going yeah. on and, and so on. But, like, we got, I got frustrated. But they did a good thing today. They posted that they're checking people's temperature and they're requiring you to wear a face mask to go to this rally. And yeah. I, politics aside, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, I had to give them a applause because that's yeah. a big thing. It's a huge thing. Yeah, give credit that, where credit's due. And, right. you know, and like, yeah, it's just, I think that, I mean, I've learned about the PPE and, and COVID from a different perspective mm-hmm. being, I sell the, like a lot of it now. And just learning that like, like Japan and China, especially, they have always had it for that same, like you said, the common cold, but also, they, I mean, their air quality is pretty crappy. So that's why they <laughs> wore masks so long. But I said to somebody, I'm like, not that I want to wear a mask every day, but there are countries in this world who have done masks for years as everyday part of life. And it, they get along just fine. And, you know, is it different why we're wearing it than they do, you know, air quality? Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, they still do it and they have been doing it and they're fine. And, and I have clean water. I have food in my refrigerator. I have a loving wife in the other room. I have a car that runs that I can drive to work. I have a house that has heat. You know I mean? I have all this stuff. So for me, in my opinion, as a American citizen, free American citizen, is I can wear a mask for 10 minutes when I walk into a store at the gas station to get a donut in the morning to protect other people around me because I've got everything I need. And yes, other people aren't as fortunate as I am and they have breathing problems and all that stuff. I understand that. But for me personally, when the guy in the store who doesn't have a mask on is looking at me like I'm the idiot, yeah, that's where it was like, okay, hold on. You don't know anything about me. I'm yeah. wearing this mask. Let me do me. You do you. And let's get on with life. Like, place, I, was, I was in a store in New Hampshire, and I forget the, the exact wording, but it was basically like, if you want to wear a mask, fine. If you don't want to wear a mask, fine. But don't give each other crap. Like it, w- it wasn't exactly worded that way, but it was yeah. basically like just respect each other. If person A wants to wear a mask and person B doesn't, that's fine. But stay away from each other. That's it. Stay away from each other then. But as a business, I'm gonna let both of you in and purchase my product, and that'll be that. And yeah. go your separate and so ways. we have, but we have laws in the state. Not laws. I say I can't say laws because laws is not the right terminology. But we have guidelines. Yeah. Um, regulations from the from the governor um, that says that I'm not allowed to let anybody in my restaurant without a mask on. Yeah. And we've oh, said, okay, you know what? We have this. We, they give us the regulations to have a liquor license. They're also giving us regulations to wear masks or not wear masks. So if you want to come in, I can get it. If you don't, if you don't want to wear a mask, I have food, beer, soda, water available to go. Yep. This is the exact same thing you can get when you sit down at my restaurant. So if you want it, I can give it to you. I just, I just, I just can't legally right now because of regulations let you in because I can be in trouble for it. Yeah. So don't yell at me as the person running this restaurant. Contact your local senator. Contact your local governor and ask them why I can't do this. Deal with that level. Yeah. I'm just dealing with what I'm told to do. So don't – like my – and that's me. I get paid a pretty good salary. Then you have the people yelling at my – 
$6 an hour bartender who was working for tips. Yeah. It's her fault. I'm like, no, 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 stop. Please contact your governor. Like, call the governor's office. Email the governor's office. She's the one that made these mandates and rules. Yeah. And one of the things we do have lucky about the United, from the United States of America for us is, with you in Massachusetts, is New England's basically work together. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what Governor Mills does in Maine, what Governor Baker does in Massachusetts, and what Governor Sun, is it who's the Sanu or whatever? Whatever. Sanu is a politician in New Hampshire. I just but, don't know if it's the governor or not. Whatever. So the person in New Hampshire, but they're all contacting each other saying, what are you going to do? What are we going to do? And they're talking. And so that it makes it easy for us people who live in New England. I was able to travel to your state and travel yeah. to my parents' state in Connecticut and drive back and know that I didn't have to quarantine for two weeks and all that stuff because we're all working together. So we all basically have the same rules right now. You guys might spike more than we are. Yeah. You have more people than we have. Yeah. Busier restaurants, busier businesses, busier streets. Um, but we were able to go to visit my parents for my dad's birthday and come back yeah. and feel safe. I'm not yeah. traveling to Florida. Yeah. I'm not traveling to Arizona. I'm yeah. not traveling to California, but I was able to travel within the Northeast little sector yeah. we have of new England. Yeah. I remember when all this safe. started, it was like, was it New Hampshire or Maine was waiting to see what like mass did. I Maine, yeah. yeah. And then there was Rhode Island where <laughs> nobody could go to Rhode Island or leave Rhode Island. It was poor Rhode Island. They're small. <laughs> my they, friend, my friend just moved back from Rhode Island to Maine. Yeah. yeah, I remember it was like, I saw it was like New Hampshire, Maine, Mass, Vermont, Connecticut, all okay. And I was like, well, what about Rhode Island? And it was just like, because I guess per capita, they were like one of the worst states in the country. Rhode so, Island was pissed because the Massachusetts stole the paw socks. That's what it was. What it was. There you go, right? That's really what it broke that <laughs> came down to. Like, no, you stole our minor league baseball team. You can't, you know, there's no you way. More in, but I can't go. Yeah, no um but no i'll be I, honest they're gonna steal the Bru providence bruins at some point too oh, yeah. probably <laughs> rhode island's nice but i mean i went down to a i had a um a trade show i was at where i was the customer at in rhode island and normally when we go to these things there's like nightlife or there's a casino or not that i'm a big gambler but if i'm there for two days having something to do and i went we went to rhode island they had it in rhode island one year and we we're like all right, we went to dinner and now what? Like, it was like eight o'clock at night and we still had the whole, like, I was sitting in my hotel room bored to death. Um, no offense to Rhode Island, but it's just, you know. Taylor did that. Taylor went down for a job when she was working at a different company, when she was working in North Yarmouth uh, or in Yarmouth. I mean, she went down for some sort of traffic study and same thing. It was like, there's not much to do down there. And there's yeah, not much to do in Maine either, but like it's there's at least points of Maine where there's things to do. Like yeah, there's stuff like to do in downtown Bangor. There's plenty of stuff. If you go to a most of those things are in places where there is something to do. And maybe it was just where we were in Rhode Island. I don't know, but it was just like literally we went to dinner, came back to the hotel, and we're like, all right, let's see what's on crappy hotel TV, you know? And <laughs> but it was fine. But I think we're, I mean, you guys have been safe, right? You guys haven't had yeah. COVID, you guys don't have COVID and stuff like that. Nope. So that's good. Your mom's doing well? She's doing well. You know, she's uh, living in our in-law apartment, semi-retired. I mean, she still comes to work every day, uh, or not every day, but she um, basically works for her, her health insurance because um, she takes my dad's death benefits. And mm -hmm. long story, that was better than her keep, kept, keep working yep. financially for her. So, you yeah, know, she's good. Ha enjoys having a five-year-old running around uh the house and stuff so that and that's good too for like in-home you guys yeah exactly uh, and you have another one coming so that's not it's yeah, helpful exactly. even more 
Exactly. So, you know, she's good. She's staying healthy. She went up to actually a couple weeks ago, she went up to Rockland to see my brother. So um, she went up there and just stayed with him and hung out for a couple of days. And, um, but yeah, no, she's good. So you've been married for how long now? Six years? Last September was seven years. Seven years. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, again, man. Jeez. Yeah. You were at the wedding. Were it, you, it, hey, you were still yeah. in mass when you went to the wedding, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I was, I was in mass from 09 to 16. Um, you guys were married, what, 13, 14, 13? 13. Yeah. 13. Um, and so, but it was kind of funny because nothing happened for a lot of people, including like, like when Javier got hired at the church and I was there and so on. It was like nothing big happened for a while. I got married to my, I call it my practice wedding. Um, <laughs> and then, but that was really, I mean, you, I mean, Javier had kids and then Mandy and Brian those people was, had kids. Brian Brian, but, but like, it was like, not a lot happened. Then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it was like, you got married, had kids bought a house like all that stuff it was just kind of yeah. funny and like and then javier you know is no longer like i mean non he's doing his own thing now with marketing yep. and Gigi's doing her thing and so i don't i don't i only see, keep in touch with you occasionally and, and javier occasionally but i don't keep in touch with a lot of other people that are in massachusetts i mean i stayed at jp's house when i went to iceland for orna brewing company back in 2017 yeah. And I think that was probably the last time right around that time is when I actually had a conversation with him. Yeah. Got beers once and down. Yeah, you dropped beers off at my office one time. That you know? too. So that was it a couple of times. So but I mean, when I drove through this past time, we're trying to obviously see as least people as possible. So yeah. I, I was trying to get to, you know, and I did say on the way back we were trying to get somewhere on time. And I drove through the North Andover area and I had a beer in my trunk. And I was like, oh, I got to stop by. I, don't, I, I really wish it was a weekday so I could just swing by the office and drop mm-hmm. it off and all that stuff. But we'll get some beer to you because I, I, there's some beers they won't sell in Massachusetts or New Hampshire that we can oh, get. Oh, really? Nice. So I'll bring some beers now nice. for you, like Jeff Rask and stuff like that. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, but I'm glad you guys are still in operation. Yeah, we're doing <laughs> The COVID well, hasn't closed the doors yet. Actually, our October, we've been running around like crazy. We've been – this is always a busy time of the year, but it's been even September and October have been even busier than normal. Well, I'm glad. I also, I'm guessing some of these people, people are opening back up and it, things are getting more, a little less, less strict. So people aren't going to need yep. to promote their business to come back to. So having yep. some promotional and advertising materials will help. Yeah. It's just kind of been like, Oh, we didn't have anything and then we didn't do anything. And now that we're opening up again, we're looking in our shelves and realizing we don't have any stuff to give away. And so uh, it's been good, but you know, we're, our big thing is one day at a time, just kind of every day, just see what comes and go from there. Cause if you try to plan too much, it just gets in the way. What's your email address, Ben? Ben D MacDonald. Uh, M-A-C Donald at gmail.com. Yeah. That's, that's if you need to get any promotional materials or advertising things, just, just yeah, email I mean, him. We're on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. So, you know, we, but, we made actually a big, online like re, um social media push which actually has landed us a couple customers too which has been good so but if you need anything promotional advertising i will stand by not just because ben's a friend of mine ben <laughs> and i are good friends uh ben was invited to come to my wedding if it wasn't for covid he would have been there mm-hmm. but um because i stand by and i will say the quality at two different businesses that i've worked at i've ordered mm-hmm. things from him actually both have come out- down east toyota too you still do? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you See? go. 
the guy who took my job still uses some of my graphics too. So that's cool. Not, not a ton of work. I do all their name badges still. So, but still, that's great. That's <laughs> like, you know, it's small Somebody things. Does. And maybe one day when they need something for their 75th anniversary, they'll, they'll contact you. But I, I, I don't know. I can't promise that. But um, I can vouch for the fact that he's, again, the products are not made in-house. He has another company making them, but the customer service to get that done. And if the company that makes them screws up, Ad King stands by it as well. So um, they can help you out. So Ben was a fill-in today, sadly, but not a fill-in because you were on the schedule. So it wasn't well, like you were an afterthought. Yeah. So Ben was going to join us uh, sometime uh, at the end of November for the beginning of December release. I had a miscommunication. Um, I will give him a shout out. Uh, I don't live in Bangor. I live in Orrington, which is a town next to Bangor. Uh, but a friend of mine, Joe Baldacci, is running for state senate in Bangor. And so I'll give him a shout out saying if you are going to vote and you're in living in Bangor, for politics aside, he's a great man. So I don't know a lot of the policies, procedures, these things he's working on, um, but he's a great man. So I'll tell you that if you're looking for someone to vote for, for confidence in the fact that he's a great person, Joe Baldacci is worth going to uh, in Bangor. I live in Orrington, so it's a different district, so I can't even vote for him. So I can't say that I am or not, um, <laughs> but I'll just say he was supposed to be on today. There was a miscommunication on Zoom and all that stuff. I'm hopefully gonna hopefully he gets elected, and I'll talk to him in Ben's spot spot in November for December, yeah. and we'll talk about how it was like running for for campaign and running for office and stuff like that. But Ben was willing to come in a lot of short notice and talk to me, which I'm really happy about. I miss him to death. Like I want to talk to him every day. <laughs> Let's get back on and just talk random stuff too. Maybe you know, we can right? even Javier on and just talk. Yeah, about definitely. We can talk sports for a while. Yes, there you go. That's all so, we did when we hung out, anyways. So yeah, exactly. Talk sports. <laughs> I mean, we could talk beer. We like beer. I mean, Javier's yeah. not a big beer drinker, but we could talk no. beer. Beer um, or yeah, all that stuff. So, but I really appreciate you coming on. The Ad King is the company that Ben works for. Um, you can Ben D MacDonald at gmail.com if you want to get some promotional material done for your, your business. Um, ben, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for uh, having We'll me. talk soon. And um, say hi to your wife and your daughter who doesn't know me that well, but just say <laughs> hi for me anyway. Freak her out. Be like, hey, Justin says hi. She'll be like, who's Justin? Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate no it, man. No problem.